Hey there, I'm Caitlin, and you've found Braised and Confused. Hooray for you! Today is a tasty end-of-summer goodie. My dad, a transplant southerner, talks pulled pork, barbecue sauces, and the appeal smoking butts at home. Before we get into it, a food scrap for you. Okay, so we know there are some weird food classifications out there. Remember rhubarbs? As summer sort of comes to a close, I'm here to tell you the truth about berries. Strawberries, blackberries, and raspberries are actually not botanically berries. A berry, by definition, must produce fruit from one flower with one ovary and have several seeds. Each of those fruits come from single flowers with multiple ovaries. Shout out to all of us with multiple ovaries. Even weirder... Bananas, cucumbers, and kiwis are the single flower, single ovary fruits. They're the real berries. And now to the smoke show. Pulled pork. As a girl raised in the South by parents from the North, that's a grits pin, if you know you know, it took me a while to come around to pulled pork. But when I did, and shout out to Rockstar Barbecue for holding that honor, I fell hard. This smoked southern treat is the real barbecue. Sorry, Texas, Kansas City, all of you other folks who think you have the real barbecue. But this is it. So here to tell us more about where it started and how it's done is an amateur butt smoker, my dad, John. All right, Dad, thanks for joining me for uh, this episode about pulled pork, which is one of our favorites. Well, I'm certainly glad to be here, and I'm help, hopefully uh, going to be able to um, get, share some of the things I know about pulled pork and the history of barbecue with you. Yeah, sounds great. First sort of point of order is, what is barbecue? Because there's a lot out there. Um, and I think we have some history stuff, but first I want to ask about the difference between barbecuing and grilling out, which... Um, for us as a, a northern family that moved to the south became an important distinction. Absolutely. Um, drilling out is a totally new concept that I didn't really learn until we moved to the south. When we lived up here in the north, when we barbecued, it was basically, you know, going out to the gas grill or a charcoal grill and throwing some chicken or some steak or some burgers or mm -hmm hot dogs or anything on the grill, and just, uh, we call that barbecuing. Right. Um, heading down south, though, um, <laughs> I remember telling someone that I was going to barbecue uh, over the weekend, and they looked at me and said, well, what are you barbecuing? And I said, I'm probably going to barbecue some chicken. And they looked at me and said, bless your heart, son. <laughs> that's not barbecue. That's, that's grilling. Yeah. <laughs> And I immediately said, well, I got a lot to learn about barbecue. And yeah. uh, so I went into the uh, idea of finding out what the difference was and found out that basically barbecue down south um, has to do with pork. Mm -hmm. And di different types of uh, pork are used for different types of barbecue. There's the whole hog barbecue in which they grill or smoke up the entire uh, pig right. and then you have a pig picking where they just take the meat right off of the pig while it's just come off or come out of the smoker. Mm -hmm. um, more commonly, it was just getting a Boston butt or a pork shoulder 
and putting it in the smoker, uh, getting your wood and getting it set to go and then firing it up and 12 to 14 hours later, that's when you came out with your barbecued pork, as we call it now, pulled pork. Yeah. Yeah, I found a fun uh, fact that, um, I guess fun if you like science, <laughs> but for the meat to pull properly, um, the pig has to reach an internal temperature of 195 to 205 degrees Fahrenheit, and the smoker temperature has to be around 275 Fahrenheit. Uh, and that's how you get that consistency that people, you know, think of as when they eat pulled pork. Um, that's absolutely correct. The, the whole idea of um, pulled pork is that you're cooking a tough cut of meat, mm -hmm. but you're cooking it low and slow. In other words, a low temperature, um, anywhere from 225 to 275. Mm -hmm. And you're cooking it for a long period of time. Average time for, a, you know, like a 10 to uh, 15 pound um, butt mm -hmm. would be anywhere from uh, 10 to 14 hours. Yeah. Uh, and that actually kind of jumps into the, the whole idea of, you know, how pulled pork became this southern staple. It's because it was those cheap cuts of meat, um, you know, eventually you're going to, you're going to cook it for a long time, as you're saying, for, uh, at a low temperature until it, until it falls off the bone and then you cover it in sauce and eat it, you know, on bread or with other stuff. Uh, it became a very easy thing for, um, especially poor black families in the South to make, and they would pair it with vegetables from their gardens or from, you know, the, their neighbor's gardens, things like that. So actually that like, inexpensive cut of meat is really um, central to why it's stuck around. Oh, that's absolutely true. The um, idea was, in a lot of cases, you know, back even as far as, you know, the early 1800s, mm -hmm. that, you know, you would take a, a cut of the pig and you would put it in the smoker and then just head off to work. And yeah. over the course of the day, by the time you finished your eight to 12 hour workday in the fields or whatever, then you got back and the pork was uh, cooked and very moist and tender. And you just pulled it out and put your sauce on. And of course, mm -hmm. the big difference between a lot of the different barbecues is has to do with the sauce more than yeah. um, the cut of meat. Right. Well, let's talk about the sauces because those are sort of my favorite part of the sort of you know, pulled pork barbecue lore is all the different sauces and all their, you know, supports. I feel like they're all loved by different people and you can get in fights with people about sauce. Not that I ever have, but I could if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's, there's different kinds of sauces depending on where you're, where you are. If you're in Texas, mm -hmm. um, you're going to get a different kind of sauce than you get in uh, Memphis and a different kind that you get in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm more of an aficionado to use a word, um, <laughs> familiar with the Carolina sauces. Yeah. And, uh, they come in really three distinct varieties. Mm -hmm. There's a sea and acidic, East North Carolina sauce, which um, one of the main ingredients is vinegar. Mm -hmm. And 
basically, this is considered the mother of barbecue sauces in America. Yeah. It goes back several centuries where, um, unlike modern sauces, the Eastern style uses no tomato. Mm-hmm. It relies a combination of vinegar and spices like cayenne and black pepper, red pepper, hot mm-hmm. sauce, salt, and sometimes even water. And it's a very thin sauce, and it really has a um, flavor that will get your attention quickly because it's very <laughs> acidic. Yes. Whereas if you're going more toward um, the central part of North Carolina, mm-hmm. then you're going to get the Lexington-style sauce or Piedmont-style sauce, some people call it. And okay. this is where they added ketchup, and it became a more of a tomato-based sauce. Okay. Um, of course, there's you know the argument always in North Carolina, which one's better, the, the, you know, the eastern sauce or the central or western sauce? A reference yeah. uh, to Lexington, of course, is where um, if you live in North Carolina, Lexington is where you go for the best barbecue. Right. And uh, they have, of course, the sauce. It has a little vinegar in it, but it's more uh, ketchup or tomato based. And mm-hmm. many the reason is many people from the German um, and Bavarian um, styles, That's that was what they liked better. They didn't like it quite as spicy. They kind of liked it a little bit um, more tame, yeah. but it has a little to it. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, South Carolina, they have their own style sauce. And rather than vinegar and ketchup, there's more is um, a mustard style sauce. Mm, okay. And of course, this is a uh, this is actually the one I liked. It's more it's more of a gold kind of uh, color, and yeah. it's thinned with vinegar and added with a lot of spices in it. And to me, um, the mustard gives it mixes nicely with the vinegar to give it a more smooth kind of gold yeah. type of, of flavor. Okay. Now. If, if you go to like Texas or Kansas City, then you're probably looking at something that's a lot more tomato based and uh, definitely has a lot more different things like Worcestershire sauce in it or um, yeah. mop, more of a mop sauce where you where you mop it onto the um, barbecue rather than the thinner sauces that come from the Carolinas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my go to is the vinegar sauce um, because I I think there's something about the thinness of it for me that makes me feel like I can put a lot of it on and it really gets soaked up in the bottom bread. Uh, and that's great. So when you think of the sort of like traditional American barbecue sauce, which is, you know, if you think of like a, any kind of classic barbecue sauce that you'd get at a grocery store or at McDonald's or whatever, um, that's probably more tied to the, Texas, Memphis, Kansas City sort of barbecues. Is that right? Do you think? Yeah, you're probably you're probably on the right track there. There, you know, if you if you bought um, let's say some Heinz Kansas City flavored sauce, mm-hmm. opposed to like a, a Sweet Baby Ray's sauce, the Sweet Baby Ray's is going to be more of a tomato based, um, your Central North Carolina sauce. Okay. Um, 
you know, in the Kansas City sauces, they, they are a little darker. The Memphis sauces, they're a little darker because, you know, they're adding a little bit different stuff. Like I said, the Worcestershire sauce yeah. and a few others. The other big difference with a lot of those styles um, that we found was that they are often their beef barbecue rather than pork barbecue um, in Texas, Kansas City, Memphis. I think they often do both, but they're more known for their like beef ribs and uh, cuts of beef. And I found that southeastern area, uh, that's when they, you know, had different animals available and different cuts of meat available and sort of um, transformed it into this different type of barbecue. Uh, geographically, mm-hmm. if you're in Texas, there's a lot more cattle than there are pigs. And same yeah, with exactly. Kansas they had the big cattle yards that you know where um people would come to sell and sell their cattle and buy their cattle and you know yeah. you go up to like Omaha and Memphis and places like that those are very uh cattle based places so you're going to get more um barbecue that comes from cattle right whereas North Carolina South Carolina they were you know mostly tobacco and cotton farmers and you know they raised a lot of pigs there and so you'd see the difference, even if you go up to Virginia. I mean, Virginia is mm-hmm. famous for Virginia ham, but ham comes from pigs as well. So yeah. just the animals that were there. Um, right. Personally, you know, I don't mind eating um, Texas barbecue every now and then. I like mm-hmm. the brisket. Um, yeah. But uh, me, when I talk barbecue, I'm talking you know, Carolina barbecue and pulled pork more than I am talking about. Um, beef barbecue. Yeah, me too. You have a smoker and you make pulled pork at home. When you're making, you know, pulled pork at home, what's sort of your, uh, what's your method? What do you do? Well, first thing you got to do is decide which um, wood you're going to use because the Mm -hmm. wood definitely, you know, the smoke from the wood definitely adds the flavor to the barbecue. Right. Um, I like to use mostly apple. Okay. um, And if I'm using apple, then sometimes I'll take um, apple juice and I will um, inject, inject the um, the pork butt with the apple juice because that adds a little more apple flavor to it. Plus, it also yeah. adds moisture to it. And, of course, when that heats up inside of the thing, it's really giving it a lot of extra steam and a lot of extra flavor. Yeah, um, I also, I'll use different kind of rub. Um, I like that. Um, you know, that kind of brownish salt that uh, you get it and you can rub that on and, you know, add whatever other types of things and just rub it down really good, but more yeah. rub on than you actually thinking. And uh, then just pop it in there. And once your smoke gets going and uh, it adds that flavor plus the flavor you've injected. But, you know, sometimes I'll uh, use cherry wood and, you know, you can buy these uh, bags of wood at um you know, most places, um, I think I get mine at um, Ocean City Job Lots or Big Lots, or sometimes now you can see them in grocery stores. Okay. But uh, that makes a difference, the kind of wood you're using plus, uh, you know, the rub that you put on it. And uh, yeah. But more importantly is, you know, taking that flavor so that even if you don't put any sauce on it, it still has okay. a flavor to it. And then pairing your sauce to whatever the flavor of the the wood is. I know like in North 
and they're using a lot of hickory wood in the east and so the you know the eastern style blends good with the hickory wood whereas in the west they're using more cherry or apple wood and the you know the more tomato based style fits in better with those and of course yeah. the mustard style fits with all of them as far as i'm concerned <laughs> well the favorite maker of the um mustard sauce that i use um comes from the rock store barbecue down in stalling carolina which mm-hmm. is pretty much where i got educated on barbecue um one of my good friends down there bubba jack as he's called um opened up a barbecue restaurant and then he was doing a lot of what they have barbecue festivals on the weekends. And so he was going to the festivals and doing a lot of um, competition work. So I would go there and uh, hang out with him and um, pretty much started out as uh, quality control by tasting everything to make sure it was good. (laughs) It's a rough job. You know, then looking at the different ways that they prepared, you know, they were, doing much bigger amounts than I would ever do. But just yeah. watching the way they prepared it and the difference, you know, learn, learning about the different styles and everything else. And so I became very uh, interested in that and uh, it's helped me a lot now in trying to make my own. That's also where I got educated in eating and understanding barbecue. I didn't think I liked it. And working one of those festivals, I thought like, oh, I'll take a little lunch break and go eat somewhere else but it doesn't really work that way. So I got a free sandwich. I made myself eat it. It was one of the best things I've ever had. So I'm very glad that I did that or else I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have any real pulled pork education um, except that of a stubborn person who thinks they don't like it. So. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, the first time that I ever ate um, barbecue in North Carolina, we went Mm -hmm. to a, you know, a little restaurant in, uh, you know, the Outer Banks. And yeah. says, well, do you want it uh, sliced or do you want it, you know, chopped? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ordered it sliced. And I'm thinking back now, well, I was really ignorant. I should have got the other one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it spurs, when you're it spurs you on to learn. Exactly. And now you know better. So there you go. Sure. Um, so what do you like most about cooking pulled pork? Um, you know, it's nice to, if I, I do it in the, um, like out in the driveway with my little smoker, mm-hmm. the, some of the smoke will leak out and it just makes the whole area <laughs> smell delicious. And, you, you know, that's the good part of it. But the bad part is it smells delicious for so long that you got to wait 12 hours before you can actually <laughs> eat it. Yeah, that's tough. And just the fact that it, you can, you know, do a 10, 12 pound um, Boston butt and then you can chop it up and put it in bags and, and it'll freeze really well. So you can have it, you know, for the next couple of months or you could pass it on to uh, family members like yourself or friends of mine who also have grown uh, accustomed to liking it now that they've tried it. So, you know, that's part of it is the... Um, the eating part of it is the sharing and just part of it is uh, it's not hard to do, which is great for me because you know, if it was harder, I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> I think that about covers it. Is there anything else you want to tell us about uh, smoking butts or anything? I'm just hungry and I think I'm going to, uh, I have a um, um, pork shoulder in the freezer. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. take that out 
get done talking and um, maybe by the time I see you again, we'll have some fresh barbecue yeah. to um, dine on and that would be so. great. Yes, agreed. Thanks for chatting and uh, enjoy that pork and make some for I'm me soon, please. And I, yeah, I hope soon that we can sit down and cheer some and uh, talk more about it when we do. Yes, definitely. Thanks to my dad for putting up with me only ordering mac and cheese and cornbread at barbecue restaurants for so long. Thanks to Eastern North Carolina for having the best of the best barbecue sauce. And thank you to Caribbean Goats for sacrificing your lives to the art of barbacoa, without which we would not be here today. <laughs>